Hey guys, back on the couch today. I've got Nicole Tan joining me for the Live Fit Podcast. I will let you introduce yourself, Nicole. Hi guys, my name is Nicole Tan. I'm an IVB bikini pro, a personal trainer, online coach, and comp prep coach. Cool, awesome. So let's kick it off. So the reason I brought Nicole on today, I would love to learn about her journey um, through her bodybuilding career and as a, as a coach. So um, where did it all start off for you? Um, so it started with actually my partner doing his first IVB show and I went to watch it. Um, the gym I was training at at the time also had like a lot of competitors and stuff like that. So I've always been around it, but never really thought I'd be into it or even good at it. So, um, but when I went to watch the show, I was like quite motivated by all the competitors there. And I really wanted to give it a go just to um, see how I would look. I didn't even think that I'd be able to actually get lean, but I was just like, let's just give it a go. So I did my first competition, which was an INBA competition at the time. Um, the problem with that was a lot of the girls I looked up to and followed on Instagram and stuff were all IFBB competitors. Yes. So in my head, I had this image of like what the ideal bikini girl is supposed to look like, you know, really lean. And just at the time, I think Ashley Kotwatsa was like the um, Miss Olympia. And so I was kind of like aiming for that look. I really didn't have anywhere close to enough muscle, but I thought, okay, maybe if I can just get like super conditioned, then, you know, that would be the way to go. But unfortunately, that was just not the way that the IMBA was going at the time. Course, so I was just yeah. like a little bit confused. I came fifth um, and they placed top five. So I still came away with a little trophy, but I was just a bit, yeah, just a bit confused as to like, yeah. you know, what they were looking for, um, how I can kind of be better in a way, because I was like, oh, I'm leaner than everyone else. What went wrong? And I just had a lot to learn at that point about like shape and muscle. And it's not just like a, who can get the leanest kind of like contest really. Mm. Yeah. It's like, and the posing too. It's amazing. How yeah. Much to it. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, super, super different. And I definitely still prefer like the IFBB posing compared to, um, most of the other federations anyway. So. Yeah. It's, it's like, I find that, you know, just from an outside or male perspective, um, it's amazing how how well you can make your body look with that type of posing. Yeah, like, yeah, totally really, different. Like, really pop makes everything pop. Yeah, and, and I think really, really cool. feminine as well. Yes, so a lot yeah. of the um, high level IVB competitors with a lot of muscle, um, and you would think that they'd be somewhat like masculine, but I think the posing and presentation just makes it look so feminine and beautiful it at does, the same yeah. time muscular, yeah. you know. And I just I love that. So yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's almost sensual the way they like they, they yeah and all that. It's very it's yeah. really cool. Um, so that was about how many years ago now? I would like to say probably four years. Wow, now. four years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, so quite some time ago. Yeah, probably done. I did 11 shows before wow. turning pro and um over four years yeah <laughs> so, oh yeah i'm pretty sure yeah 11 yeah, shows wow. four years. Yeah, yeah 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 and on top of the 11 bodybuilding shows i did two powerlifting comps yeah, yeah. as well so a lot has happened and then just nothing has happened in the last two years because i tried to take a whole year off um to prepare for my pro debut supposed to happen this year um didn't happen so this is the longest time i've gone like since the last Arnold, so not this year's Arnold, but last year's Arnold was the last time I was on stage and just haven't been back on stage since then. So it feels really, really weird. <laughs> yeah. How's, how's that transition going? Um, not good. <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah. I'm just getting like a lot of FOMO and also yeah. just, um, 
after being away from it for so long, you always are scared that you might forget or like just kind of be out of touch. Um, even though I practice posing often, but just being away from the stage, like you're always scared that you're gonna get stage fright again. <laughs> like the next time you jump on, because I remember how I was the first time I jumped on stage compared to the last time, it's just so different. And I don't know how much you would regress if you don't sort of like make yourself go on stage because practicing by yourself and being on stage is like totally different yeah, yeah. so that's uh, more <laughs> the confidence and the, the yeah. performance you put on stage yeah exactly yeah. just that's just a totally crazy feeling that you just can't duplicate anywhere else you know yeah. actually let's talk about that let's start for the girls and um people that are listening that are interested in stepping on stage describe what it's like when you step out on stage oh like when you when you're backstage it's just like the craziest feeling because like you kind of see uh, the people going on before you so you like you kind of know okay it's my turn like two two persons time and you start to get like a little bit nervous and i think for me the nerves really only start to hit when i'm just sort of like back backstage looking into the audience but the audience still can't see me just that moment um and then when i'm on stage when i step on it's just like totally different i'm just not nervous anymore it almost i just always have something to sort of take over me yeah. and then i'm just loving it super confident and everything and then the moment you step off you're like wow that was really crazy <laughs> yeah 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 i remember watching your um uh your show here in was it 2018 was it last year was it last year when you won your pro card or was it yeah yeah yep. it seems so show? far away now yeah when you come out on stage it was yeah like, so it was a josh's like, show yeah yep, yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah that was the first uh first of josh's show that i did because prior was omara's yep. yeah 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 that was cool i remember <laughs> walking out and just owning it, it was uh, so awesome. that was a really crazy experience because i was the only person there that day who didn't do two divisions yeah you're, you're there all day yeah i was one. there and that was the last one to go on stage yeah, and then like person. tony made a big deal about it he'd be like oh so this is the first time we've seen her all day today <laughs> yeah. she didn't enter any other divisions this is the first time and like so everyone when you come on stage for multiple divisions you only do your walk once so everyone has already done their like first full routine in the previous divisions and then when it came to open everyone just walked straight out without doing their routine so that was something totally new for me as yeah. well just seeing everyone just go real quick and then for me they're like all right do your full routine it's the first time you're on stage and i'm like okay yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah love it and um how does that compare to the the first your first competition being on stage uh, my first competition to be honest i was like shaking like i don't know whether people could see it but as i was holding the poses i could feel my legs shaking like I was excited to be there but almost overly nervous but um just well the year that I won my pro card I think because I've been fighting for it for so long I had a different kind of like assurance and also prior to that um that show was in March but I just competed overseas in August um I competed in Singapore and in Vietnam wow. which is like a totally different experience and I yes. think coming back from that into the state that like I'm from now I just kind of felt a different kind of confidence coming back from that into this and I'm like look I really want this and I just really really enjoyed that moment being on that stage so I think it was just really really good like yeah. the, just that experience being on stage that that time when I did win overall and then when I won my pro card at the Arnold's yeah. totally just crazy but really good <laughs> and was that another level again going to the Arnold's for your, for your show winning your pro card yeah because that would have been the third time that I've been to the Arnold's so it felt really familiar but at the same time I felt different and I'm yeah. like I'm coming back to this place where like I'm familiar with but as like a totally different person and I hope to 
you know, be way better than I was the last yeah, two did. times, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was so the main awesome. goal, you know, because prior to that, I think I came ninth in the previous article. So I'm like, look, I just need to redeem myself and just kind of had that little bit of fighting spirit, like, yeah. you know, so it was not quite nervous anymore, um, which was really good to kind of transition away from like shaking on stage to coming out and being like, like, I really want this, you yes. know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just go yeah. yeah. So, so much cool. fun though. Yeah. How old are you now, Nicole? I am 28. (laughs) Which is something that is kind of like, I don't know, it's been playing on my mind lately because all the new pros and like a lot of um, even amateurs who are doing really, really good, they're all so young now, you know? And I'm just like, I think I'm getting a bit old and I still haven't made my pro debut. And I'm like, will I even get a chance to debut before 30? It's just like being playing on my mind, just being an older competitor, I would say, compared to all the other girls now. And you have you really know. great genetics. So you still look <laughs> I still look young, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe 18, 20. <laughs> yeah, you're still very young. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's a good, a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I love it. So uh, when did you start coaching? Um, I would say probably about three years ago now. So I remember um, I was working in finance um, at BMW when I was doing my first Arnold's. And then after that, I decided that um, that was not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I wanted to just move away from like this corporate and I was just studying at uni Been prior to that. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, look, I'm going to work for myself. So after I came back from the Arnold's, um, because it was just so hard to prep and do all the hours and because I did finance for car yard um, we did car yard hours so that was yeah. like 50 hours oh, a week yeah. so you know starting the day at like eight o'clock and finishing at six so I had to do like faster cardio in the morning yeah. eat my breakfast at work and then finish off at six go straight to the gym oh it's hard when it, you're mentally drained from yeah. like people and numbers all day you know? yeah yeah so yeah. after that I made the switch and I like, didn't look back so yeah, I love it. yeah. And what year was that sorry uh, about three years ago yeah three years ago so 25 24 yeah 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 and um what's been the best part of your journey in the industry so far oh just after i turned pro i managed to um get quite a bit of comp prep people on board so that was the rule i set for myself that i wouldn't um prep anyone until i turn pro so um prior to that i've been helping people with just general like fat loss and strength gain like whatever the goal just um um, my rule was anything apart from comp prep but um once i won my pro card i'm like cool i can train competitors now because i just kind of felt like i didn't want even a little bit of conflict of interest you know if i was still amateur coaching amateur what if we decided to do the same show um you know there's a lot of like issues with that like one obviously like you know you'd be focusing on yourself more than your client i think that's not right and also you don't want to be versing your client because then you know even though you'd give them everything but at the same time you know you're there to win. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. i just feel like the, the mental state just won't be a hundred percent but like after yeah exactly exactly i think a lot of people struggle with that in um all, all areas of life as you know yeah they don't put themselves first in what they're doing yeah separating their their work life yeah it. so that's, exactly. um, yeah, that's a tough one to do yeah. yeah and also um i coached myself for my last three um amateur shows as well so i needed that confidence to before i was you know, going over to coach other people. So I could be like, okay, cool. I coached myself. I want my pro card coaching myself. So yeah. now I feel confident to be able to help someone else. And then um, in that season, like I was really successful. I had, I coached one male and I think five other females and um, pretty much 
everyone apart from one got at least a placing. Wow. Um, I think I got like six first places wow. because you know how they can do like multiple divisions yeah, exactly. and stuff. Yeah, so even though so I cool. only had like six clients, but then like yeah. one of them will come back with like three first places. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then one of my female clients did the NABA and she won like overall fitness model. Uh, my male client also won overall fitness model for IMBA. And then he had a couple of first places in ICN and didn't win overall there, but still it all added up to just like a lot, a lot of wins that just almost felt better than my personal wins and How i just can't describe it? it to anyone yeah. it just it was it's just amazing. so good yeah, yeah i would it's almost just... say that was better than like anything else i've ever experienced you know yeah, yeah. There's, just, there's just another feeling in helping someone else win yeah <laughs> it's, it's just amazing i was it? almost more nervous like you know the night before like yeah i, yeah, I yeah. couldn't sleep i was so <laughs> nervous um i remember just because especially ICN, it's a long, long day. I think I said my last girl was on at like 10 p.m. Yeah. And then, it's at 10 p.m.? Yeah, yeah. So, so ICN shows are really long, really long. Yeah, yeah. Was so. that due to the organization or what I think was there's it? too many divisions. Wow, okay. Too many yeah. divisions, too many competitors. So they just, it's just, and they, they try to go really fast as well. But in order to fit everyone, and I think they start the day early as well. So it's not like a late start. They yeah. started early. They have like a, a split show. So like I think... Um, so, uh, like half of the divisions in the morning and then the other half in the evening okay. but still it still runs yeah. really late wow. yeah, yeah. yeah and I remember like, I just couldn't eat um, during that whole time like I wouldn't be able to like when too I'm too nervous or were you just too yeah, busy yeah, yeah just really nervous like and then my stomach starts turning and I just don't feel hungry but also I'm just like kind of on the go and with my clients I don't even think to be like oh I'm just gonna like bring my own packed food and microwave it I just like didn't eat the whole way through until the comp finished oh, wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running on adrenaline the whole day just coffee just trying to like video them at the same time my hands are shaking and you're running out calories in the body <laughs> yeah exactly so it was totally crazy but it was good to be able to put people before for myself um yeah. just during that short period of time so i was very glad that like you know i was able to turn pro and then have this experience as a coach before all this covid happened you know yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. Actually, do you want to chat about that? How COVID yeah. affected you? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely turned my life upside down. So I was obviously prepping for my pro debut and then like literally a week out, they said it was not going to no, happen. Not happening, yeah. And then literally after that, two weeks later, gyms closed, yeah. food places closed, everything was just like a full shutdown. So everything kind of spiraled real quick because yeah. you know the best thing about not prepping is you're like, great i'm gonna go out and party with my friends and eat whatever i want and you know yourself. just like catch up on everything i've missed out on you know or even oh, i'll go travel or like whatever that you can do when you're not competing right and then all those things that you want to do when you're not competing you can't do yeah <laughs> so it was just like what am i going to do with my life <laughs> so it was a bit it was a little bit hard for a while but um we bought a bunch of equipment and yeah, yeah. set up our home, home gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? that was really, such really good. good. So I think move. once we yeah. got that going, um, we were able to like recover a little bit more because obviously like training is our whole life. So um, just not being able to train just kind of went a bit crazy for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how long was it just before COVID, like just before the shutdown? You got your equipment, or was it just after? Um, so I remember it was the Monday that they said gyms had to close at yep. twelve o'clock. My partner made it to like Flex Fitness at like ten thirty, and he was yeah. like the last person they let in, and yeah. then they were like, "We're not taking any more orders." 
Yes. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, wow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, so then after <laughs> that was how we got like our main set of stuff. But even that, not everything came straight away because everyone wanted stuff. And then so for the next two months, he was on Marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every day on Marketplace. And then we slowly started adding more and more stuff. Yeah. And I think some gyms were like selling their stuff. So I managed to yeah, get a cross trainer yeah. from them. So like proper like commercial um, oh, cross so trainer. Yeah. Heavy of those things. Oh, crazy. So ridiculous. Yeah, like. I didn't even try to help much. I was like, yeah. look, I, I, I can't lift any of this. <laughs> so I'm just going to stand yeah. here, open the garage for you. And um, yeah. <laughs> you guys got engaged, was it last year? Yes. yes yeah, so, congratulations on thank that one, you. Right? Yeah. It was actually I think three weeks before um, the state show. Yeah. 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 So that happened then, and then we were supposed to get married like last week in Bali. So that had to get yeah. pushed back as well. So it's kind of messing with my plans a little bit because I plan to like make my pro debut, get married, get yeah. married and then actually start um, chasing an Olympia qualification. So pretty wow. much yeah, the end of cool. this year, I was supposed to be like, okay, and now I'm married, that's all done. I yeah. had, you know, party, drink with my friends and all that. And now it's just like full speed. I was gonna, you know, go from now till next year, just yeah. however shows it needed to be until I could get my Olympia qualification before I then turn 30. Yes, yeah. So so now I just I don't even know like what's gonna happen because obviously then even if the wedding gets pushed to next year which I don't even know if it's still possible or not because Bali I don't know how they're going I just don't think they're doing too good yeah it's like even season A next year could be yeah up in the yeah. air I don't even know if Arnold's would happen next year to be yeah. honest like it's just yeah, they reckon Victoria will be locked down until past Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah, that's crazy. Like, yeah. It, it really does make you appreciate how lucky we are here yeah. in WA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So really safe here. But at the same time, sometimes I question, like, because obviously I have, like, family and stuff in Singapore. And yes, they're, of course. they're not, like, great there, but their life is still going on pretty normally compared to us. You yeah. know, and even looking at the other competitors in Japan and Korea and stuff, and as bad as they are, they're still allowed to compete. They still have their competitions yeah. going. Wow. Yeah. You know, even in the US, like everyone is, it's bad there, but yeah. they're still continuing with life. Yeah, it might be worth giving <laughs> yeah. uh, Tony Doherty an email going, hey, look, we're going to run one over here because we need to compete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the main issue though is the flying part of it. Yeah. So it's more so Mark McGowan not letting us fly there. Yeah, or maybe yeah. letting us fly there but making us quarantine in the hotel when we get back yeah. whereas i think in the u.s they can fly into state and i think even canada into u.s is totally fine mm. so they're not making people quarantine and all that kind of stuff which you know i don't know how safe or not it is yeah, exactly. but at least they kind of try to continue on with yeah. life as normal as they can whereas i feel here we're just all kind of at a standstill until yeah. um things get better which i don't know whether it's better or worse i guess only we'll know in a few years time <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, I was thinking it would be awesome if they had like a, you know, a perf show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the competitors over here because we're, we're doing well. Yeah. Like, like, other places, but you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the other federations are having shows. Yeah, now, they are. So. Yeah. Well, apparently they still are. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's still good for them. At yeah, least. exactly. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Um, so you're, you're definitely a go-getter, aren't you? Cause like you got a lot of things you want to achieve before age of 30. Yeah. I yeah. just always, always been that I'm way. like a planner. Which, so this has really just made me kind of like just live in the now, stop trying to think about what's going to happen in the next two years. And 
um, it's forced me to definitely slow down a little bit, but yeah. it also gives me a lot of anxiety not knowing. You know, I don't like not knowing. I just like to be prepared, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like that saying, like, you know, it's like everyone loves surprises except the ones they don't like. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I love it. Um, yeah, so started coaching about three years ago, competing for four years. What did you do prior to that? So you worked in finance. Did you play any other sports along the way? Um, I tried a lot of sports. I, I loved um, all kinds of sport and anything physical really, but to be honest, I was just not very good at it. I just yeah. knew I liked the physical aspect of it. I even like like the team aspect of it, the training part of it, practice and just the whole like, because um, I did like AFL, volleyball, just whatever they wow. had in school. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't very good at anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was always like... Um, Especially when we did mixed sport, I was just the girl who was playing because no other girl would want to play, and they needed yeah. a girl to make it fair. <laughs> and then they're like, "Don't pass the ball to." And then, or like in AFL, I'd always really? be the one that yeah. tackled that girl. She's like she's a small, small five foot one. one. Just... You know, go for her. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so how tall are you, by the way? Five foot. You're five foot flat. Yeah, wow, so 151 centimeters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> really, really short. Um, so maybe that's why I wasn't good at. Uh, like other sports, I don't yeah. know. To be honest, <laughs> I had this chat with Paulie B. Um, I think I think it was Paulie B. Maybe Shane and Garcia, but about how awesome bodybuilding is for being an individual sport. Yeah. Like more than so than a team sport because um, you know you only got yourself to rely on, mm-hmm. and you can only fall back on you, and that's that's the great thing about sport is that you know it is it is you versus you. Yeah. You know, even yeah. though like, you know, you're up there against others, it's, yeah. it's like every day it's just you versus you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then especially me being such a control freak, like this is the only thing where I can control like 100% because it's all on me, you know? Yeah. I think I would be driven a bit crazy if like I was actually a good um, athlete of say a certain sport and there was like that one person on the team and, you know, if, oh, I, yeah. if I didn't know if they were going to show up to training that day or if there was a lot of, you know, things that I can't control, I think that would definitely attract me. I was, I was the same when I used to play. I used to play rugby when I was younger, and at the time I was also um, boxing, fighting in, uh, for boxing amateur, amateurly. And um, I used to go to box. Uh, sorry, um, rugby training, and other guys would be smoking before training. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Uh, we saw a lot of that. Taking this seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, that's that's the cool thing about individual sports is it really is just you to rely on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What goes through your journey of like, um, you know, where you start off and like, uh, you talked about the last your last three amateur shows you prepped yourself and mm-hmm. how how what things you learned along that. Um, just a lot about my body and how difficult and stubborn it is. But at the same time, like, just almost trusting that it will make it in the end it's just a really really odd thing that only me and like my current coach and i think maybe my previous coach kind of so when i was coaching myself i had um my powerlifting coach still kind of helped me with programming a little bit um and i just Uh, yeah 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 so um when I was still with my previous coach doing bodybuilding, I already started with Adam. So I had my bodybuilding coach doing my nutrition and then I had Adam um, help me with like strength training. I just wanted to get stronger. At the time, my main goal was to like grow my legs. And then I kind of looked at a lot of like the powerlifters and um, 
or people like Lauren Simpson and stuff like that who did yeah. like you know or Hattie who, they're all like dabbled in like double um, you know doing powerlifting and also like yeah. bodybuilding and I'm like there's just that helped you? yeah yeah because I was like there is no person who can squat a lot and had skinny legs it's just you know <laughs> everyone who if you're strong like you're not going to be you skinny like yeah. you, you'd have the muscle on you so yeah, I'm like exactly. there must be some sort of correlation and when I started like to my surprise I was actually like pretty good at it I think there was a mixture of my height actually playing to my advantage yes, yeah. um, just my mechanics um, I can just squat much easier you than other people yeah yeah so yeah. just like female length yeah. compared to the others um, part of my leg even though I'm a short person so that's why I yeah. think um, even yeah yeah, yeah yeah just everything you're like just oh okay then arm length as well so when yeah, I'm deadlifting yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah just you know oh yeah. everything seemed pretty yeah. easy apart from benching so benching was like my one downfall and I think that's why I'll never become a you professional powerlifter you know <laughs> what was your yeah, top, yeah. Um, deadlift when you um, I did a 118 wow um, I think I body weight hold I think I was 46 at the time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. for women out there or girls out there listening who weigh that much, it is possible. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the lightest I actually weigh um, when I'm not powerlifting and um, when I'm bodybuilding is 42. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. I think. Looking, looking yeah. Like really diced too. <laughs> That's yeah, incredible. yeah. Right? Only on stage. So when I'm 42 and I wear normal people clothes, I literally look like I don't know. Like I don't even lift, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then but like then in a pose. bikini, all of a sudden, like when you pose and just with the pop. tan, and then you're like, wow, you have so much muscle. And carbs. Yeah, yeah, and the carbs, the carbs, 100. Yeah. percent Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I totally don't know where like we started with this combo. Where we started the whole couch. Um, we're, we're talking about how. Um, <laughs> You know, oh, what I learned about my body. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, Not yeah. Not as bad as Shannon Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> she will listen to this guy. She's doing pretty well right now. Yeah, I'm just, I just bite Babylon and I'm yeah. like, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, so um, luckily I still kind of had him and then I got him to start taking my skin folds as well because my weight always does this really weird thing where I would just plateau just for like the longest okay. time. It goes yeah. up and down. It's just like really hard for my weight to grow past like it's kind of comfortable zone um so he, it really blew his mind as well so obviously he was just only taking care of my programming and stuff um and i was doing my own prep and all that and he's like you're looking leaner and stuff and i'm like yeah i'm like the same way and he's like what is happening i'm like i don't know like maybe yeah. i am putting on some muscle because of the training and stuff because obviously um through the prep i was still trying to get stronger like my main thing for my whole like training philosophy is to keep keep the training intensity the volume and just kind of keep going no matter like how low the calories get i think some people get into that mindset where like i'm eating less i need to train less whereas i'm like still trying to progress still trying to progressive yeah, overload push, yeah. still always trying to go until i can't anymore regardless yeah. of how much i'm eating like i could be like on like a thousand calories and i'd still be like oh well last week i did four sets so why would i do three this week you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 you, it really does take that type of mentality to win. Yeah. So give it your, definitely, yeah. definitely. So I think that definitely makes a difference, just like my training mentality and stuff. And then somehow, um, by the end of prep, like all three times, we just, I think it just happens in like the last two weeks. Like my transformation is just like dramatic and I don't even change that much. I think it just needed that amount of time. So I've learned that I need long preps, even though I don't have like a whole lot of body weight to lose, especially like 
visibly people look at me and they're like oh you don't have much to lose but i would probably every time i'd have to lose about six to seven kilos wow yeah okay, so yeah, a yeah. lot on my frame being someone yeah. who so competes like at 40 50 kilos yeah like off, off yeah season, exactly and then i dropped yeah. down to 42 so wow. um yeah it's actually really really hard like for yeah. someone who's already oh, like that's I think. small yeah, yeah that's, to that's lose that extra bit of weight away. yeah five was almost 10 silly weight yeah yeah so yeah. it's a lot and that's why i know that i just have to just kind of keep pushing um almost yeah. past what people would see as like extreme i think but i'm like i'm a small person i don't need a lot of calories so even though my metabolism can handle a lot in the off season like i think i've pushed my calories up to 2500 um and throw in the occasional like eating whatever i want cheat meals like yeah. here and there and yeah. i'd still look okay i'd be much heavier than my stage weight but looks wise everyone would be like oh you look pretty all right you don't look like you've grown you know out but myself like i know yeah. like oh, i'm already six seven kilos heavier but my body it's still crazy that someone even at like 48 49 kilos can handle that amount of food and not sort of blow out you know yeah, especially yeah. being five foot so i think yeah. my metabolism does serve me well in the off season but in the on season it always works um the opposite way against me so i will have to drop to that same low amount of calories it's so from two five down to like a thousand oh God, that must be painful yeah yeah <laughs> definitely just those days eating two five yeah drool from your face yeah exactly so a lot of guys actually like to complain about how much they have to eat like my partner he yeah. hates eating like in the afternoon he's like oh i have to eat like all this amount of carbs it's so hard and then i think i built up my carbs to about 400 this past off season and wow. i'm like i don't see what's so hard about this like <laughs> what's so hard yeah exactly so yeah just knowing that my body can kind of be um i would the only word i can use to describe it is crazy you know like just like what i can do in the off season and what i have to do in the on season it's just like not like textbook but because i've been through that a few times i was able to take all that like information also give it to my current coach and i'm just telling him like look it doesn't matter how much you build my calories up in the off season yeah. you know you probably think that you're bumping my calories way high and we won't have to prep like on such low calories but generally like i'll still need to yeah yeah and i guess we both kind of understand that and um just kind of roll with it you know and just know that like even in the first few weeks like nothing may change but i just have to keep going like yeah. for my body i just have to keep going even when nothing is changing nothing is changing i just gotta keep going keep going and then it could just happen just boom you know yeah. so yeah i think that's one of the good things i, I love that i think that's a really good lesson for so many people like um you know another a completely different sport but you think of um Let's use Usain Bolt as an example. Yeah. Trains four years for a 10 second <laughs> race. Like, you know, yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah. That's what it's like. Like you, like you said, you just go through week after week when nothing changes. Yeah. And bang. Yeah, you exactly. Get, you get there and you're like, oh, okay, I've yeah. got it. I've got if this. If you gave thing. up just a little bit earlier, then, you know, nothing would have probably happened. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And I think that's an awesome. Um, you know, I've got clients myself that get a bit down after, you know, three or four, four weeks. Yeah. And not seeing the result. Yeah. Not, yeah. Being, not being ready. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a long, it is a marathon. It's, it's a long a process. Definitely. Yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta take the little wins where you can. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing for mindset that you were saying just there about you know just hanging in there because mm. you just gotta believe in yourself. Yeah. Like, that's where yeah. it all comes from, just doesn't know, it? No, it'll happen. Just know it will happen. <laughs> yeah. You just keep yeah. grinding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, love it. And it's, um, do you think like you're good? Um, your good tolerance to uh, calories, like high calories, comes from your parents or background? Uh, I don't think so. I don't actually know exactly where it comes from, to be honest. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I just think like my metabolism is super adaptive. Like I said, okay, so yeah. even when I so when I'm cutting, like it just adapts to the calories, and I have to drop it lower. It adapts, I have to drop it lower, and then in the opposite way, when I just keep bumping it up, it just kind of just wants to stay the same. I think my body has like a set point that it's happy at. I also feel like it doesn't want to gain a lot of muscle past that, so it's hard to gain the muscle as well. Yes, like it just yeah. likes to stay the same. Yeah, and I don't know why. It might be an Asian thing. I'm not sure. I was actually talking to Barbie Hang the other day yeah. about it. She's like, you know what? I'm exactly the same. And at the moment, I have a client who she, I'm training. She looks amazing all year round. Yeah, all year like, round. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then she's like, oh, but when it comes time to cut, it's hard. And when it comes time to like wanting to put on muscle and stuff, it's hard. Your body just likes to be how it is I'm year round. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I currently have a client who I'm training in Singapore. Hopefully, she'll be able to compete. I'm not sure. But she seems to be going through the exact same thing as, as, as me. So, I think it might be a genetic thing. Like Asian. Yeah, but my parents, because they're not athletes and stuff, I think it's hard to tell. You know, if they eat too much, yeah, exactly. they're going to get fat. So it's oh, just yeah. how they are. But, you know, but I think because they don't train and stuff, it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really don't know. Um, even my current coach is like, it would be great to just chuck you in a lab and see what's going on because yeah. it's just, you know, and I'm like, I think maybe we're just really resilient kind of like genetics because I think back to just like the science behind it of like why our metabolisms adapt um caveman days and i yeah. like to tell this to our clients i'm yeah, like oh you know um when back in the caveman days like if you didn't have food your body would just need to like hold on and you need you need to pull back your metabolism so you wouldn't eat away at yourself so when you're like not losing weight don't think that there's something wrong with you it's your body wanting to survive which means that if we were all playing survivor right now you'd be a survivor you know exactly, you'd, yeah, you'd be able to survive much longer than other people and then i think for me it's also um i heard this thing where like um Another survival mechanism is your body doesn't want you to get too fat because then it'll be harder for you to run away from danger. So I think I'm just super like just that ultimate survivor where yeah. like if I was starving, I won't starve. And if um, you know, I had to run away from like a prey chasing me, I would never get too fat that it'd be too hard to run away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm just thinking about it in that sense. That's the only it's thing like, that makes yeah, sense awesome. to me because otherwise I'd be like, I don't know, it doesn't make sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the questions that came up in the questionnaire that you put up was about Breast implants for female competitors. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so about? I actually competed, um, did probably four shows without them and then got them after. But prior to competing and stuff, it had always been something that I wanted to get. So I would never, never like tell someone to get them for the purpose of competing. I think a lot of people end up getting them because once they get super lean for the first time, especially like with females and especially with a lot of females who hold less body fat in the upper body. So I think it's quite common for a lot of females to just lean up up top and then just have kind of like um, more body fat in their lower body and just takes more time to come off. So when it comes to that stage, they'll find that they lost most of their boobs because your boobs are like fat essentially. Yeah, exactly, and so yeah. that I think is the main girl. reason why people get the breast implants because after they get lean for the first time then they realize oh actually I don't have as much boobs as I thought I would or whatever so then they decide to get them um, from a symmetry point of view I always think sometimes some people go overboard with it I don't know how do you think how do you feel about just it just from a male perspective yeah um, yeah, like it's quite noticeable if there's too much. Yeah, there, like, it almost again. is distracting to the physique. Yeah, yeah, I it's feel. like, you, yeah. You, it's like you, it takes away from the shoulders or the lats. Yeah. And like it's like, you know, and it almost hides. 
the fact that the shows aren't so good. I, I, do you yeah, see that? Yeah, yeah, I reckon as well. People go overboard with it. Whereas I've never actually seen someone who I felt like, oh, um, she would look better with breast implants. It's always the opposite. Where I find, I look at someone, I'm like, she would look better if she had maybe smaller breast implants rather yeah, than like, like overly inter- big. internally rotating shoulders from such heavy yeah, weight to yeah, you know, as stage. well. Yeah, 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 just not as good posture. Um, yes. There's a lot of really great pros that I look up to that like compete and are like really successful like without any breast implants you know so um yeah like that's my view on it i think unless someone was very bottom heavy um like wellness division do you think or or maybe someone who wants to be a bikini girl but she's just maybe like or maybe a little bit like because i'm quite narrow up top um i built a bit more muscle over the top now and also i have breast implants so maybe that does help a little bit because i am quite like bottom heavy as in i have more muscle through my lower body you know um so maybe for some people who find they have like the skinnier upper bodies um but like very muscly down down below then the breast implants can help um, balance it a little bit when you look at it silhouette wise but also i found that if you don't have much upper body muscle the breast implants make you look even skinnier yeah i think people have to really think about it they may think a certain way but like in bodybuilding it's all about symmetry yeah. and if you have something that like is bigger than like say your arms and your shoulders it's gonna stand out and um it's just gonna draw attention to the fact that your arms and shoulders are small so i think people <laughs> need to be really careful if they're getting it just for the sake of competing yeah. if they think it's gonna That's make them place better yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely something to think about. And like, I suppose, and again, this is only from a male perspective, I probably can't comment on this fully, but a lot of it would affect um, the confidence of a female going through that prep where they're losing all their body fat and yeah. part and they might not feel as... Um, yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I think for all the other reasons apart from competing, like I'm all for it. I think like it's just great. Like I love yeah. mine and I know a lot of people that I've spoken to are all super, super happy that they've done it. So I think do it for those reasons. Um, especially if like I said, you're someone who has gotten lean and then felt a little bit insecure because like you've lost most of your boob, then a hundred percent go for yeah, it. Do it for you. Yeah, do yeah, it for you. Don't do it for the sport because that's silly. <laughs> yeah, or anyone else, like just be you. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you do better. you. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I think yeah. that's a that's another big thing too about competing mm-hmm. in anything because um, you got to do it for you. If you're yeah. doing it for other people, you'll lose that because mm-hmm. people you know people come into their life all the time. So if you're doing it for someone else, you're gonna you're gonna lose that eventually. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, like um, I don't know if I actually asked, but like, what was your biggest reason why um, you competed and really pushed so hard to get your pro card? Uh, yeah I'm not really sure exactly I feel like because I had a really rough start um, not placing how I wanted in the first two shows that yeah kind of like (laughs) lit a fire in me and I'm like oh like I want to do better and then as I saw my body start to change and started to believe in myself more I started getting more and more addicted to like the results and just the process yeah the process and um, impressing myself every time I think it's good that like I didn't succeed straight away um, but each season I did get better and the main thing was my first show I was 38 kilos so like, I had no muscle and so I think I just really enjoyed wow, that process 38 kilos. yeah yeah 38 wow. at the IMBA thinking oh, wow. I was gonna win <laughs> oh my gosh yeah but yeah you think like over four years that's only four kilos of stage weight difference mm-hmm, yeah like, look at the difference in the body. that's incredible yeah yeah it's yeah really, really incredible. so 
really um, really big transformations each time and every time I would step on stage um, I'd compare my stage photos and um, like I'd post them as well and everyone would be like wow like you know that's so, so different than like you were like a year before and I think that really motivated me to kind of like keep pushing just to really see what like I can really achieve and I think it was not until I competed overseas that like I felt that it was possible for me to turn pro I've always, like I said, look up to all the pros and stuff and like, you know, watch the pro journey on their YouTube channels and stuff. And then I'm like, how great would it be to like live that life and compete yeah. in the pro shows, go to Olympia, but it just never really seemed possible until, like I said, I competed overseas and I had my first win in Singapore um, and Sandy Williamson, which is like an Olympia judge, um, was one of the judges there. And then we did like a muscle contest show in Vietnam, which was also like a, you know, an American thing and was, was just very well received by the judges and got like good feedback. And one of the judges there told me like, oh, you know, you'd be really close to your pro card. Like, don't stop trying because I went into overalls twice and obviously didn't get it. But I just didn't really think much about it until like he came up to me and he was like, it was really close between you and the other girl. Um, it's all a matter of just trying again. Like, you know, it's not there's not overly much that you can like change which was something that was quite shocking to me and yeah. I think after hearing that it just gave me a lot of um, fire I feel <laughs> yeah it gave you more confidence in what you already have yeah I suppose yeah. like uh, and again a sort of outside perspective on the sport but you see a lot of a lot of girls who probably had the best package that they could present yeah and it might just not be their time yeah, exactly. Um, they sort of step up there with that same package and they can, they can yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah, which sometimes suck as well because you're like, what can I do different? And they're like, well, not much. Yeah, beat yourself <laughs> up. And, yeah, yeah like, you know, not much. Yeah, just yeah. try again next time, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's incredible. Yeah. And um, your, your partner, um, he was he was competing before you started competing. Yeah, So yeah. you probably had a bit of a bit of a, you tell me about the trophies before you got a lot of trophies and you're like you wanted to get your own yeah, trophies. Yeah, and, and I think win. he he was a big inspiration for me because obviously I think like um especially when I saw him win the first overall. So when he won the overall in Amaras, I came second in both of my divisions, and um, I was really really thrilled at the time. So even come second was like you know. Oh, crazy that to me like, it was like a dream yeah. come true I was so so happy just to just also just to be recognised like for the amount of hard work and because like I just kept showing up as well um, not only like prepping but like my off season was also it, I wouldn't even call it an off season it was more just like gone. Yeah, just, it was just yeah. year round kind of thing. I was either putting on muscle or cutting rather than having it off and on season. Yeah, grow season. Yeah, yeah. grow season, yeah. cut season, grow season, cut season. There was never like a time where um, like I was just like going back to like a normal sort of life. Like, you know, yeah. Um, yeah Do you was, think that's where a lot of people who really want to get it wrong is they, they think they can still live a normal life? Uh, it's hard to say. I think we're a lot of people who maybe are more genetically blessed than me in the muscle department. I think especially for females in the bikini division, if you already have all that muscle mass there, I think they can take a little bit of time off um, in terms of like not training that intensely or even yeah. relaxing the diet a little bit. But obviously you weigh not two kilos. Yeah, but yeah. don't put on too much weight. But um, for me, because I I'm always one of the smaller girls, I need to make sure everything is on point, or I won't put on the muscle that I need. Um, and then I look small on stage and yeah. like all that kind of stuff. So I think competing had always been something on my mind, no matter like what I did. I'd be like, all right, this is, I'm doing this for this result. I'm doing this for this show next year, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just to be rewarded for that, um, 
felt great. But then seeing my partner come back with that gigantic overall trophy. That one? Yeah, that's that <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? you know, I'm like, you know, this is great that I came second, but next time, next time, I want yeah. that one. So like, I got mine over there now, which yeah, is, yeah, love it, yeah, yeah, I guess. So. Did, uh, did you chill that up with some uh, drinks that night after the show? <laughs> uh, no, I think yeah. that would be like, oh, probably That'd be a lot. five, <laughs> five, five bottles. Yeah, that's crazy. His trophy yeah. is crazy, but yeah, I think I like mine better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a nice one. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, very cool. Um, let's talk through one of your preferences. Check how I'm going on time there. Give me one second. <laughs> cool. 42. Yeah, easy. Cool. Uh, um, so, um, going back through one of your preps, like, what's some things that you walk through with um, food? Do you find, like, uh, some girls get, like, intolerances to different foods for out of prep? Do you, are you similar to that? Um, or with my clients or with me? Or with you. I yeah. think with me, my digestion is pretty good. Um, like, I still kind of keep gluten in there which is a, a big no-no for a lot of people yeah um, like a lot of people can't handle without getting bloated at yeah points. yeah i yeah. think i kind of clean it up a little bit probably in peak week in peak week i would just keep it like 100 percent whole foods um wow so right up to peak week you'll keep, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so i in general cool. like i stay away from most processed stuff but like i said the only thing is like gluten i keep like bread in but i have that pretty clean like i'll have like bread with eggs like i wouldn't do um A particular type of bread um, it varies. Like I like to do non-white, so I'll do like spelt or rye. But sourdough is a, a big one of mine, yeah, it's not and nice. I think that's, that's nice. really it's good for your gut as well. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love all the like um gut healthy sort yeah. of like um food items, and because sourdough is one of them, I like to include that like in my nutrition. Um, and then yeah, I probably cut that out a little bit closer. Um, but then also naturally as my calories start to drop, I will start to naturally go more towards just veggies and stuff and getting my carb sources more from pumpkin and stuff like yep. that. Um, rather like rather than bread, obviously just for the volume. Yeah. But yeah, like things like, um, you can eat a lot of pumpkin on low calories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I wouldn't be that person eating like Kit Kats or like chips or Oreos and stuff. Like I would stay away from those kind of processed foods. Um, especially like I said, from maybe like 10 weeks or so. Yeah, out from my show. Mm. Um, I don't have many dairy options because I'm not a big fan of protein shakes. There we go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just I prefer to eat my protein because, like I said, yeah. I'm a small person. Like so calorie wise, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and my protein calories. allocation based on that like, body weight, like I only have like about 130 grams of protein, so yep. I hit that really easily just with like chicken and fish. So um, protein powder would almost take away from that. Um, and then yeah, like I've low fat, so cheese and all that is out of the picture. So just because of how my macros are set up, I naturally don't have much opportunity to have dairy. Yeah. So not purposely, but I just um yeah don't really have much opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so you definitely yeah. work well off that higher carb basis. Yeah. So I'm a low fat um dieter and off seasoner as well. I would yeah. say like I think my key to staying somewhat lean in the off season is to make sure my fats don't go out of control. So. Actually, after comp, um, what I crave the most is a breakfast with like avocado toast, whole eggs, yeah. smoked salmon, oh, just like really um, fatty stuff. Butter on your toast. Yeah, yeah, you know, just like that's yeah. just like it's simple, but like peanut butter even, I don't yeah. even have, um, you know, most people have like peanut butter on prep and stuff. I don't even yeah. have that just because I just don't have much fats, you know, yeah. and I love whole eggs. So if I do have opportunity to have a bit more fats, like I would prefer to have eggs. 
um, but sometimes just naturally from my protein sources like just from the beef and just like the chicken and then next minute just my fats are already gone so yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. I never yeah. add it's oil fats, or yeah. like nuts or anything into my diet because I just yeah. don't have that much fat so yeah. is that yeah. something you find like you've got certain types of clients who, who eat quite high fats but they, they would actually work better off carbs and you got to try yeah it's a big mental Educate thing them. especially for yeah. females i find that in general as long as a person is someone that weight trains a lot generally they're gonna do better with carbs like i know a lot of people who do keto would say otherwise but if you weight train um and carbs you're yeah and you're <laughs> intending to fill your muscles up with glycogen yeah. then you know you it's probably a better idea to have carbs like yeah, exactly, you know yeah. and it, I feel like it's healthier as well, like the sources of food you can get from carbs because obviously your fruits and your vegetables and stuff, all your fiber, they're all carbs. And then if, if you're on like a high fat, like you kind of almost are forced to eat more unhealthy stuff, like yeah. fattier cuts of meat and yeah. bacon and butter. And um, I know obviously you can do nuts and well. stuff, but I yeah. just, yeah, for me, I still don't really see how like, a higher fat, lower carb can benefit someone, especially in the bodybuilding industry. Yeah, I don't think, well, you know, I don't know, yeah. I don't know that many competitors, but I've never seen anyone who's won a show going, I did this off keto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even because like I was used to do powerlifting, there's yeah. no powerlifter that would be like, keto. Yeah, you wouldn't have you a know? keto um, <laughs> powerlifting. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think all high level athletes, like everyone who, um, you know, swimming, like yeah. running, like anyone who's been to Olympics, like just ask them like what they yeah. eat. They all eat carbs. They, they have a McDonald's and a little <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, and like Powerade is just straight carbs. So, exactly. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I think as long, like I said, as long as you're, if you classify yourself as an athlete, I feel like in general, your body would- Carbohydrates is fuel. Carbs, yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, actually, here's one for you, a question. Are you a big one on white or brown rice? Um, I like basmati. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's one of the, it's like a white rice but low GI. So I find yeah. that it kind of is like that in between. It's a bit, um, it's a bit harder, isn't it? It's not as soft as other rice. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a bit more drier, yes. a longer grain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like taste. Nah, I'm not gonna lie. Jasmine still tastes better. Actually, I was gonna say basmati so rice, but yeah, Jasmine, Jasmine is the best. Is yeah, and um, white sushi rice is even better. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're much much higher in carbs. Um, Jasmine, I think, um, even though it has like a bad reputation for just being a just pure white rice, a lot of people digest it better. So some people just can't digest brown rice. Um, mm. I'm not really sure why. It just depends, I think, yeah, on like that. Like the kernel has been stripped off. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. even um, with anything that's supposed to be healthier for you, like broccoli and anything that's very fibrous, um, some people just can't actually digest those as well yeah. um, but people don't understand that like high fiber is supposed to kind of like almost purposely bloat us to make us feel full because like it would pull water into your GI exactly, and yeah. then you feel full so you'd be bloated for a while but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that that's what yeah. it's supposed to do <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, yeah. that's the thing um, you know you, you hear this all the time about uh, probably more so in females than males. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, it's eight. I'm so bloated. Yeah, yeah. You're actually full. You're just full. You're Don't just worry. Got food in your belly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. People panic about it <laughs> way too easily. I'm just like, you yeah. just need to calm down a little 
little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You're bloated now because you've just eaten all your meals. Just go to sleep. If tomorrow morning you wake up and your belly is out here, then maybe we'll have a look at yeah, it. But exactly. in yeah. general, it's just you're eating more veggies and stuff. That's why it's a rule of mine to not eat veggies in peak week as well. Okay, so yeah. you just yeah. salad or you just don't? Um, I'm pretty lucky that I get pretty lean prior to that. So generally yeah. I'm doing like a carb up um, during peak week. So I do like a carb backload or um, I don't know if my current coach would do something different. But when I was prepping myself, I normally would load up on the carbs earlier in the peak week and then kind of taper it down. Okay, that's interesting. So yeah, yeah I'll just have no veggies. I just cut that all out. I'll just have rice. Yeah, when um, you're eating that much rice and the high calories. Yeah. You don't have much room for Yeah, and yeah. then on my low days, I just have... Um, less rice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll just eat very, very little just to keep the stomach tighter as well. Um, maybe I do, the most I do is like asparagus and maybe like a bit of spinach leaves, but nothing more than that. Um, just because I want to keep the fiber super low, but generally like two days out from a show, I'm also recarbing back up. So I go like a high carb and then I deplete down and then a few days prior to the show, I'm just carving up again. Um, I know my current coach is big on making like our girls carb, carb up on cereal. Yep. So yeah, just all that kind of like really low volume stuff. So yep. yeah, I don't think anyone would do veggies like on yeah. show day. Oh, gosh, Actually, yeah. you know what? I've seen people do that and I just know that their coach just has no idea what they're doing. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to throw names out there, but I've seen people yeah. eat bro broccoli backstage. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Just don't Water eat anything if you were going to eat a yeah. broccoli backstage. Just, I'd rather you just not eat than like yeah. to eat broccoli. Yeah, having an Alan snake Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it just, it blows my mind. But yeah, no, no veggies. Um, Especially like, I think what we say from three days out from show. Yeah. Just cut the veggies out. It will reduce like the fibrous water retention, I would like to call it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. I totally get you. Yeah. Um, so what's your mindset post-con? Does, um, does it improve? Like, do you have, have you found, because you've done 11 shows. So yeah, yeah. Have you found it's always been different? Has there been like um, dark times? Has there been like really positive ones? Like, what's your I focus for that? I think compared to most females, especially me having a lot of female clients now, I have an easier time gaining weight mentally. I think because my fear, especially coming off my first few shows, is of being so small, like compared to all the other girls. I have this like muscle dysmorphia. Even now, and everyone's like, oh, you have so much muscle. In my head, I'm still really skinny. Like in my head, I'm just like, I still don't have enough muscle. So, still 38 kilos. Yeah, exactly. Mind, I still yeah. have that image in my head. I still feel like I'm not big enough. I still have to put on muscle. So I think part of me knows that part of putting on muscle is seeing the scales go up. Like, you know, Even I know surface, yeah. that I need to eat more. And I think I have a better time mentally doing that. For me, it's just making sure I don't gain too much weight because I love food and because of my appetite, if I don't restrict myself, I can eat so much. Like I think I could probably down 7,000 calories in a day What's the pretty easily. I think it was that. Wow. I think that was when like, um, probably wow. like pro-show one day kind of yeah. thing. Like, I'll go on like a whole day, especially um, I think I was in... Yeah, probably like one of, after one of the arms was like in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne. But Lucas also... Walks through that day. Um, I don't exactly remember... You're in the food coma? Yeah, I just <laughs> know donuts was normally the first thing. I go to donut time, um, get four donuts straight off. And then maybe after that, I like, get burgers. It's just like a whole like ordeal. But sometimes it just lasts for more than one day. And that's like where it comes in. Yeah. I think the worst one was when I went to Hawaii. Oh, wow. After Arnold's. So Arnold's, we spent two days in Melbourne, ate up there 
flew to Hawaii, continued eating. There was like Cheesecake Factory, oh, and I wow. made the mistake of um, after a day of eating, um, Cheesecake Factory's cake was the last thing I ate, and I, I was like, after I, I ate guess. it, I looked up the calories. I was like, I wonder how much calories is in this cake. It was, it was like a thousand three hundred calories for that one slice of cake, and that was not the only thing I've eaten that day. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god, like, <laughs> crazy. I mean, if there's yeah. a time you're gonna eat, you like eat. To your heart content. It's just straight pretty, after Australia's overseas. It's, yeah, and in Hawaii, it's, it's a pretty awesome time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I came back and I tried to hone it back in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, eating in Singapore and Vietnam was really fun as well. Yeah, you had, so you yeah. still have family in Singapore, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I actually grew up there. Oh, wow. So Two I came Hawaii. to Australia in year nine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be quite a culture change for yeah. you. Yeah. It? it is very um it is very quite western in Singapore, isn't it? Yeah, so everyone speaks English, yeah. but everyone is forced to learn or like not forced, but yeah, kind of forced <laughs> to yeah. learn a second language. So you either speak like Chinese, um, or like Mandarin, yeah. um, and then or like Malay or um Tamil, which is like Indian, like kind of like yeah. you'd be either one of those and you you would have to learn it in school. Like you go to class. I was really bad at Mandarin and I always like was close to failing. If I got like 51, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was hard because my parents couldn't help me um, because they... They didn't speak Mandarin or? They spoke a dialect. So, okay, yeah, yeah, so like they speak like Hokkien and Cantonese and so it's just totally different from traditional Mandarin and so they couldn't help me. And when they went to school, they picked Malay. I don't know why, but they yeah, picked to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then because I'm like Chinese by blood, yeah. um, in my generation, they're like, no, look, you have to grow by what you are. I don't know yeah. why they made us do that. But then I was like, well, great, because no one in my family speaks <laughs> Mandarin. But that's cool that you forced me to learn yeah. in school. So, yeah, so everyone there, um, you would hear people speak different languages, but everyone can speak English. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, is it pretty sure in single, the males still have to do one year in the military, is that right? Two years. Two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so they call it national service. So my brother actually had to go back. So wow. he was here, he did year 12 and then went back for two years. Wow. Did yeah. the army. Um, I don't think it's too bad. They teach you how to shoot guns. Yeah, they, <laughs> they you pay you yourself. money. Yeah. Um, they teach, I think they really teach people how to be somewhat independent, you know, like yeah. making them like make their beds and like wake up early and yeah. go through a set routine, especially in that age. I think a lot of males don't know what direction they want to go in in life yet. Because it's time to think. Yeah, so they have yeah. two years to really think about what they want to do yeah. um, before actually committing in, yeah. to doing like whatever they want to do after. Do you so, think, like, just, I'm just wondering, just from a, a female perspective, do you think they should do something like that for females? Um, I don't think so, not for females. Only because I think um, with females, we have a certain age that we, are, we need to have kids by. And okay. I think As delaying... Yeah, yeah, or just like... Or just um um, biology-wise, yes, like once you okay, get too old, yeah, you can't have kids, you, yeah. right? So and most people like there's like a healthy age to have kids, probably like early thirties. So yeah. a lot of females want to kind of get to where they want to get to career-wise prior to that. And I think if they did the national service, taking two years away from their life would really affect them. I think females got figured out earlier than males anyway. Yeah, they have no choice. They're like, look, Definitely you know, we've got to be a mum soon, so we better, like, you know, do whatever we want to do right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we already yeah. know what we want to do. You guys just go away for two years. We'll get out. We'll, we'll yeah, get <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it. Exactly. That's really cool. So, yeah, yeah I think girls really need that head start almost. Yeah. 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 Very, very, very cool. So, <laughs> what was it like coming to school in uh, Perth? Which school did you go to? Though? I went to Prendival Catholic College. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that a bit of a shock? Like, um, 
constantly. Yeah. Like, kind of laid back, I suppose, Western Australians. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because um, in Singapore, when you get up to year six, they make you sit this major, major like examination. Yeah. And then how well you do then would determine like almost the rest of your life. Like you'd be streamed into like different streams wow, to go into in high school. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a lot of pressure to have as like a, someone who's in year six. And then coming into high school here, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like, whatever. Like, you know, just really, really chilled. And um, it was a bit weird, but like I grew to really love it, you know? And yeah. I think that's why a lot of Singaporeans do move here, move their um, family and their children here for the education system here because it's just so much more um, open. Um, like say you decide to do something, change your mind later, it's totally fine. You don't have like one exam where like, even if you fail TE, some people still get so successful. Like you're not yeah. determined by like the one examination or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. And it's quite different back, back home. Yeah, 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 in Singapore, totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you it's found the test, like it's like the end of, yeah, yeah, end of the world. Yeah, literally, you're like, kicked out, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as a, as a culture itself, it's such a successful country. Yeah, yeah. Too, so, yeah. yeah. Pressure does make diamonds in a way. Yeah, that is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, and yeah, I suppose like coming from that background, um, that probably served you well in your bodybuilding career. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. Yeah. I, especially um, just being Asian in general, I think it's just a very not... Uh, uh, typical route of like an mm. Asian person to go into the athlete career yes. so they always feel like if you're not going to become an accountant or a doctor you better be freaking good at what you do as an athlete yeah. you're gonna be the best one otherwise you're not gonna do that you're gonna become a dentist like <laughs> yeah so I think just that's pretty much that. we feel like we have we owe it to our parents and everything to show them like I know I've taken this path and I know I've wasted all your money of putting me into university <laughs> but I promise you I'm really good at this <laughs> you know so yeah I, I felt like I had to somewhat prove to them that yeah, I'd made the right yeah. choice you know <laughs> and um you know speaking of Paulie V about him winning his pro card <laughs> and he said like you know that really helped his career yeah Do you feel that did the same thing? Yeah, yeah yeah definitely especially um opening up my comp prep coaching side of things um I think just coaching athletes is totally different from doing your typical like I, I you know I used to work it's a good life so you know good life is just literally they come in um Jennifer yeah, gem yeah. pop. They don't really know exactly what they want. They yeah. just, you know, a bit fat, a bit yeah, bit, yeah. They want to just kind of get into it. They think they can just come to the gym a few times a week and they're gonna just have abs the next day. And they're like, I'm, I don't, I don't want to lift too heavy because I might get too massive. Like, oh, actually, you know, that's a great point. Like, so you're a, you're a, you're a 43, 45 kilo female. Yeah. You eat meat and you lift weights. Yes. There's a lot of females out there that are scared to do those two things. You're exactly. Like, yeah. they're, they're scared to eat more protein. They're scared to eat more carbs. Um, they're scared to lift heavy. Um, a lot of people actually told me when I started powerlifting that they thought I was just going to really ruin my body in a sense. They're like, they thought you're going to look so bulky and just like, I'm like, no. Like, depends how you eat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, and then when I was powerlifting because I was burning through so much calories and at that time, because I think I was taking a step back from bodybuilding, I didn't want to track my calories, but I was intuitively eating. And I think I just, um, when you kind of stay away from the restriction, you don't feel the need to overeat either. So I was in a very, very good space like nutritionally yeah, cool. at the time. I was just focusing on my training. I just wanted to get stronger, hitting my numbers each week and just eating enough to fill my sessions and then just not really thinking about it too much. So I think because I didn't overeat during that time, 
I didn't really get overly bulky or anything, yeah. but people thought that my body would just somewhat change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, there's really, really big misconception, I think. Yeah. What's your, um, are you going okay for time by the way? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah um, cool. I have a client at three, so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just at my house. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. good is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I sit up, um, I sit up my home gym on the Friday yeah. before the announcement was made on the Sunday the gyms yeah. were closing uh, just because I was like I was like um, gyms are closing in America alright it must be happening soon I was like I better buy some gym equipment oh you got you were ready yeah. yeah and like my stuff I ordered on Friday and it got delivered on Monday oh, that was when the gym closed, closed. that's yeah. so lucky because oh. <laughs> Sunday night was when they announced it yeah and I was in shock went, yeah like, all out crazy crazy so yeah stuff I'd already brought people were trying to you know buy off the person that I've brought up yeah. and he's like lucky he was such a good guy yeah he's like no sorry I've kept the stuff aside mm. this guy and delivered so yeah um, yeah lucky there's good people out there like that yeah exactly um, oh god where'd this go now <laughs> 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 um, you're just you're getting bulky um, actually yeah. I was going to ask you about alcohol Oh, um, yeah. yeah, what's your thoughts on alcohol? Because you know, there's a lot of clients who want to look like you, <laughs> who still drink every weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have because, I, like I said, I work a good life. A lot of gym yeah. pop people, like the hardest thing is bringing them away from that. Um, a lot of them just like to have casual drinks at nighttime. I am not a casual drinker. Like I don't believe in drinking alcohol for no reason. Okay. If it's to celebrate, I'm all for it. Like because. Enough. Prior to this fit life, like I worked at Metro City, I was big on the festivals, I would go out every weekend, I met Jeremy at a club, you know, like we're just all into that life, you know, so I... Paramount or? um, Metro City. Oh, Metro City. Yeah, 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 in Northridge, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that was our go-to, we're there every weekend, and like I'm really big into trance and EDM music, so all the stereosonic feature music and all that, I was all there, so like I love to... Um, party and have a good time but aside from that I'm not someone who would cook dinner and then be like I'm gonna have a glass of red wine I just don't really see because to me I still feel like that's still detrimental to my training and my recovery and my body and like why would I do that when there's no need to? Um, Especially if it's just by myself like some people just like I just like to have a glass of wine at the end of like a long day and I would just I, it's not that yeah I guess I just don't really understand that I try my best to understand and try to like talk them out of it and help them see alcohol as more of like a enjoy it with people and friends yeah. and a, a social thing um, don't make calories, yeah it? don't have it just when you're by yourself like why would you do that to yourself yeah, yeah, you know feel, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah just like oh you just end of the day I want to have a beer why <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Soda water and lime instead. It's yeah, just nice. exactly. Kombucha, yeah. you know. Kombucha, yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah, yeah. So I try to make them limit it to like weekends, but then also let them know that like you know when you when you do do this, you're like setting yourself back a few days, you know. Um, so if you want the best results, and I tell them when I'm comp prepping, I don't drink a drop like at all. I know some people do. Some people um, drink the night for a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they try to like calculate the calories from and stuff. I just it's not about the calories with the alcohol. I just feel it's especially the body. Yeah, exactly. And it, it it slows down your recovery and when you're in a caloric deficit and then you're gonna add alcohol into that, I just don't think it's a good idea. I do not recommend that for anyone in a severe caloric deficit because I feel like it might almost make you more likely to lose muscle. I don't know. <laughs> well, the other thing is it's going to, um, how do I say it, um, limit your standards mm-hmm. of what you would usually do. So if you've had mm-hmm. a couple of glasses of wine, 
might be a bit looser on yourself. Yeah, oh, I might just eat the whole tub of ice cream tonight. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, no, I've got over my yeah, calories. Yeah, yeah. They're not telling my coach. Yeah, then you do that, the measurements that's like, my downfall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I have a yeah. big night of drinking, you bet I'm stopping at Macca's on the way home. Sorry. You know, I put this in my newsletter a couple of weeks ago about alcohol. It's not really, you know, it's not really the couple of beers after mm-hmm. work. Is, is, is it the couple of beers that turns into 10 beers that turns into a three and Macca's trip that turns into a yeah. KFC trip the next day because you're hungover. It's like all those extra calories you yeah. didn't need. Um, you could have just gone home, had your meal and gone to sleep and slept well, ate well, trained well. Exactly. <laughs> I think the next day you can't train that good. No, anyway. <laughs> no you can't. Your nervous system's a little bit fried, especially if you're trying to make it's strength gains. Um, yeah. yeah. Just staying awake. Like, yeah. yeah. You probably have nights where you stay awake late. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, yes. God. I feel I'm hungover. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm such a granny, but yeah, 100%. Yeah. I feel that now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, actually, one thing talking about that, you're talking about your downtime. What are you What are you doing your downtime for your recovery? <laughs> um, for one, I should probably take a little bit more rest days than I should. I don't take enough rest days. Sometimes I do train like just seven days straight, and my coach has to be like, "Look, if you need to take a rest day, like just take a rest day, just just rest. Like you don't need to train every day." And I'm like, oh, "I think I'm fine." Um, but like, I try to if I'm on prep, generally my rest days will be on my cardio day, um, and like my practice posing day. Uh, maybe I would just like get a massage, um, do some infrared sauna. Try to mentally, I think I just can't switch off for like a whole day. I need to know that I'm still doing something that is benefiting like my prep, especially if I'm in prep. Um, in off season, it's a little bit easier. I just get distracted with work. So, yes. you know, I'll take a day off on one day where I'm just literally maybe like training clients back to back and then I'm at the sub store and then coming home and writing programs. It's just much easier to um, not train that day. Or if I'm going to someone's show um, that day, then I'd be just, you know, on, on site coaching them. Then I just won't train that day and it won't really be too much of an issue so um generally just keeping busy <laughs> yeah are you one for meditating um no i do yoga Yo- yeah okay that's yeah yeah but i haven't actually tried like meditating meditating but in our the yoga sessions that i go to we have like a 10 minute um sort of like just lay there and clear your mind sort of thing so i think that's good for me um I think anything longer than that, your it's going to be a little bit hard. I also just feel because like I'm just a very busy person. I don't know why, I just am so busy. Um, it might be my own doing or like whatever. I feel like there's always so many things to do. And if it's not work related, then I'd be like, well, I have to clean the house. I have to prep food. I have like a hundred kilo partner to feed as well, <laughs> you know, and then just be doing grocery shopping and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then just sort of you run out shoe of shopping? Um, grocery. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also be busy shoe shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like lots of stuff to do like that. And I'm trying to start my YouTube as well. So oh, awesome. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's something I do for fun, but then it also becomes really time consuming. Uh, you know? Just, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, in hindsight, we could have video, uh, thought of thinking of video for your uh, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so I'm, yeah. Just, I'm still pretty new to that. Um, yeah, but you know, that involves like filming and then like yeah. transferring the footage and then you have to wait for that oh to transfer. God. How editing. long does it take to put it oh, on YouTube? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a YouTube channel where I used to, before I did the podcast, Yeah. I'll just do a video and just yeah. upload that. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> took it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, this, yeah. It literally takes like five minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I love it. Um, that pretty much wraps it up. Is there anything else you want to touch on or any message out there for people who want to get in contact with you? 
um, and want to comp prep or um, just generally want to feel better, um, yeah. I'll let you just go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, best way to contact me is through Instagram. So you can look me up on Instagram. I'm the Nicole Tan. Um, you can also, like I said, check out my YouTube. I share a lot on there um, with regards to like, what I eat, how I train and just general prep feels. <laughs> and um, yeah, just contact me through there if you want coaching or just follow along with my journey. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on board, Nicole. No worries. Thank it. you so much. Thank you.